Paratooth Radio is a proud member of Evergreen Podcasts on KillerPodcast.com. Since the fall of man, a war has raged between good and evil. Over the centuries, this war has distorted the truth. Now the truth is perceived as lies, and lies acknowledged as truth. To this day, the battle continues as we investigate and debate the truth behind the history and mystery of the universe. We are Paratruth Radio. Some fictional literature is just that, fictional. But what happens when people begin to believe that these stories are true? Can we, as curious beings, breathe literal life into these fictional creatures? Now Paratruth presents The Rise of Slenderman and Cthulhu with special guest co-hosts Scott and Heidi Linden of Talk Supernatural. All right, folks. Welcome to a brand new episode of Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And uh, we got a great show for you tonight. But first, Eric, how's the week been for you, sir? Week's been good. It's been busy, but... Just keeps getting busy. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. how it is. <laughs> Nothing new on upcoming uh, movies or anything yet? Uh, not particularly. I am, once I have a little bit of time here, hopefully, within the next few days, there's another short story I'm going to write. Uh, it's a monster tale, so looking forward to that one. I don't know if I've, told, I've shared it with you. I think I, no, I think I did share it with you, but. You shared a couple, so you might have. Um, yeah. And when is that contest, or the, the uh, festival? 72 hour. Yeah. 72 hour. The 72 hour is November 5th. The weekend of November, I think it's the weekend of November 5th. So it's about a month away. So about a week um, before my trip. <laughs> yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So. What about you? Uh, it's been going okay. Uh, busy at work, but, uh, not a whole lot on the writing front. I, I plan on start getting into the routine of that because we're starting a exercise routine soon so we're going to be doing workouts after work so in between all of that and everything else i'll be writing somewhere so all right folks uh tonight we've got a great show for you we're going to be talking to uh about sorry uh slender man and cthulhu and the reason i wanted to do them both together is because they are two fictional characters that have kind of started a life of their own and they have their own mythos behind them now and all that. And uh, we decided to bring on Scott and Heidi from Talk Supernatural because they've actually done a show about a story uh, um, on Slenderman specifically. So uh, we're going to go to the line with our good friends, Scott and Heidi. All right, Scott and Heidi, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. How are you guys tonight? We're awesome. Thanks for having us on. We're doing good. And, you know, Scott, just for the record, we did this just for you because we wanted you to have a part in our podcast, not just Heidi, because she's done two shows with us without you. Oh, see, don't you feel special? And you found that your ratings were down and you need to call me in. That's it. We needed to boost in our ratings. It was awesome oh. idea. Great. <laughs> All right, guys. So tonight we decided to do... uh a show on Slenderman and Cthulhu together because these are actually two mythologic or uh, sorry fictional characters that have be- kind of become mythological c- characters. Um, and since you guys had had the case that has happened in your state, uh, we wanted to actually have you guys touch on that first before we kind of get uh, in a little more in depth as far as uh, you know our own special thoughts on it, but. Just to give you guys a quick description, uh, Slenderman actually started in 2009 as a meme, um, as a part of a contest on something awful. And the creator was, what was his name, Eric? 
Uh, he goes by Victor Surge. Okay. And uh, Cthulhu is also a fictional character who is in an H.P. Lovecraft short story called The Call of Cthulhu. And, you know, H.P. Lovecraft is actually kind of known for his dark fiction, so it kind of goes along the lines of how this particular character kind of got a, a mythology of his own, but we'll get into that in a minute. So, Scott and Heidi, um, tell us a little bit about the case that happened in Wisconsin. Um, well, it's known as the Slender Man Stabbing Case, and it happened in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Uh, it's about 45 minutes from where we live, so it was like huge news everywhere. Um, basically, um, there were, um, it was three sixth grade girls that were involved. Um, or, you know, I take it back, it could be fifth grade, I can't remember now, because their ages, I know one was 11 and, and two girls were 12. Okay. Um, but they did have the same class. And what happened was, Two of the girls were obsessed with this Slender Man character. And it does stem from their parents, which we can get into, but, um, and they decided to plot against their friend, invite her over for a sleepover, and they decided they were gonna kill her to, I guess, honor Slender Man. And they felt that, in their minds, they felt that he was a real person, a real character, and that if they killed their friends, that they could live in this fictional mansion with him or something to that extent, I guess. Um, so they had the sleepover, and they sort of chickened out at the sleepover. So the next morning, um, they decided to play some kind of hide-and-seek game. They had her, they went outside, and when she was in the woods, they attacked her and stabbed her 19 times. And they thought they had killed her. So they took off and, and they left her there. Someone, a jogger had seen her and by the grace of God, she lived and they were arrested. And to this day, they still really feel that they were doing right by this Slenderman character. Awful, awful stuff. It's, it's crazy. I did come across that they were planning or that they are trying the two little girls as adults, uh, which yeah. is interesting. Uh, and I, Came across uh, one of the interviews that they did. Um, one of the young girls had said, "Many people do not believe Slenderman is real, but we wanted to prove the skeptics wrong, and that's why they ended up doing what they did." Which is just, you know, as if the story isn't ridiculous in, in, enough. <laughs> it just—I don't know. Yeah. And you know, the fact that she would say that to me it gives it a, a deep spiritual meaning because mm-hmm. I mean, he—he he is real. I mean. For the fact that that they would go and do something in his name, I mean, I, I personally believe it's a it's a demonic thing based off their actions even prior to this. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for her to say that, you know, and and I know here in Wisconsin, it's sort of a big debate amongst parents and 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 police that you know are these girls like mentally ill or right. is there something to this? Are they just criminals? And, you know, and then I take it from a spiritual aspect, knowing what I know and all these kinds of things. Right. Well, what makes it difficult then in that sense is the majority of people working on a case may resort to them having mental disorders, but in reality, it is a spiritual disorder or spiritual issue. And instead of reaching out to God and finding a cure, if you will, for them, they're going to end up locking them in some kind of institution where they'll only grow more and more insane, basically. And it's kind of a sad deal. Right. And uh, the girl, the main girl who plotted all this and her friend went with her, uh, her name was Morgan Geyser. And she's the one that um, I, I don't know if it was by the attorneys, you know, pushing or the police or the parents or whatnot. But now she's she's actually committed to an asylum while this trial's mm-hmm. pending. She's not going to get any better there. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, and I mean, <clears throat> there's a lot of people and this is coming from the Christian community that there a lot of mental illnesses are of a spiritual nature, which I think, um, I, I don't know if Eric is completely on that same. I think we both kind of think there is a difference between psychological problems and spiritual affliction. Um, but, yes. um, you know, how many people have ended up in, a mental institution because they are being afflicted, not, not mentally ill. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I say it often is, you know, when people, when people go and they paranormal investigate old mental asylums and such, um, I, I believe that, you know, when people pass away there, that's where those, those demons remain. So when people go there and they try to investigate and they get all this activity, you know, I believe that those, those demonic spirits that were with those people, that's, that's where they stayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's definitely a, um, a line between an uh, actual psychological, physical problem and spiritual. And in and, and researching it, I mean, there are definite differences. So it's easy to tell when you're researching this, but doctors don't often go that route. So they just see everything as, you know, something's wrong with the brain. Right. Right. Well, one thing that had come to mind, especially wanting to, to, to do this episode, and all of you guys can chime in on this, um, one thing I thought of was that like an entity like Cthulhu and an entity representing itself as Slender Man, do you think these these characters were created out of some type of uh, spiritual manipulation? Do you think it's people's just imaginations and creative thinking? What are your, all of your thoughts on that? I think creative thinking. You know, you can you can call anything whatever you want. And you can make something out of absolutely nothing if you give it enough attention, enough credence, you devote enough time to it. I mean, you can even look, um, we have a world that still, uh, you know, lifts up the name of Ball still today. Mm-hmm. I mean, and who is he? Right. No proof of existence of Ball yet. <laughs> right. You know, you've got millions of people who bow down to it. Mm-hmm. Anybody else want to chime in? Oh, I was just waiting for Eric because I've talked so much. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I was waiting for you, Todd. So. Uh, I'll go, yeah, I'll say something. Um, well, I mean, I agree with Scott, and I think it's important to, to know, you know, God created us in the likeness of his image, which makes us all creators. And so to say that anything that is scary, if you will, you know, these monsters or whatever are only being created because demonic forces are twisting us to make them kind of, you know, it, it makes you have to question whether or not demons aren't telling us to do everything that we do and that we really don't have any creative ability, but we're kind of being influenced by supernatural forces uh, to do that's, our work. That's a, good, that's a good point. We're talking about influence here. I mean, you know, yeah, not possession. Uh, yeah. Right. I'm, mm-hmm. I've always been taught that, you know, the adversary, if you will, doesn't really have any true power over you, but you can allow it. You right. can open that door. You can invite it in and then say, now you can have some power. Now you can do something because I've invited you in. Now they can. So on their own, I mean, it always can be a whisper or the, you know, they have the good angel, bad angel thing on your shoulder. But and there's some truth to that. But we ultimately make that choice and that decision, how far are we going to go? But once that door is opened, who knows when to come walking through? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. and I guess I, I think of it as, um, you know, I always have a strong feeling that demons are linked to our sin, our mistakes. So when we have allowed a right by, you know, we open that door, we've done something wrong. And like, let's take the Slenderman case Um now, Morgan Geyser's parents were heavily involved with um, that website, Creepypasta, um, with death metal. Creepypasta? Yeah, Creepypasta is the name yes. of the website. Where they... How scary is pasta? <laughs> <laughs> I made some the other night, and I didn't get scared a bit. I know. It happens, though. Wow. Talk that must be why brutal. Slenderman has tentacles now. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it gets morphed a little bit, but... So I think what happens is is those spirits, those demons, you know, when when someone can be fine, but if you're in the absence of a God, you don't have God in your life, you really don't have the protection or that knowledge or that light. So when you do something and you open a dark door, those things come in and they will influence you by something that you're weak in already. And that's how they, they work on that. So if you have a creative mind, but maybe you have an affinity for something dark, that's what they're going to work with. You know, it's interesting. We we can look back at you know different things, um, the movie The Exorcist or anything like that, where we see people who were attacked and and get, if you will, but they didn't have a a lot of um, 
religious background or support or anything. They may mm-hmm. have practiced something, but not the truth, which left the door open for them for an attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. It's simple as that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I think I agree with with all of you guys that I mean, you don't have to necessarily be influenced by any type of spiritual, uh, either way, good or uh, bad, um, to have that creative thinking. I mean, look at Heidi and myself as writers. I mean, I feel that some stuff is. I'm a writer. Me. Why, why are you so special? I can write. <laughs> You don't want to know. <laughs> I, maybe I don't, but maybe later on, Scott, you and I can hash some of it out and yeah, you tell me what can. you've written. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's interesting to see that uh, how some characters kind of take on a life of their own after they've been put into the written word. Um but, uh, folks, we're going to go to our first break here. You've been listening to Paratruth Radio right here on the Paratruth Radio Network. We will be right back with Scott and Heidi from Talk Supernatural after Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Now, Eric's Random Fact of the Day. Have you ever wondered how horses travel across the world to compete in the Olympics? Well, according to BBC.com, preparations begin nearly three years in advance of the Summer Olympics and often detail everything from in-flight bacteria to legroom. Not only do these four-legged athletes travel heavy, bringing with them several tons of food, blankets, and water buckets, but they even have their own personal passports and travel business class. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. All right, folks, welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. And we've been talking with Scott and Heidi about Cthulhu and Slenderman. Now, guys, we just got done talking about, you know, how these these characters came about. And, uh, you know, we kind of just settled on it. It was creative um, thinking that kind of just brought these characters up. But another question that pops into my mind is, how I mean, how did they come to such a big mythos behind both of them? Because I, the, it's funny that you brought up creepypasta, Heidi, because that's where I was looking at for the Slenderman thing, and they mm-hmm. attribute it to uh, historical things in the past, like Brazilian cave paintings, Egyptian hieroglyphics, German wood cuttings, and it's like. Uh, Yes, I can see a similarity sort of to what they're pointing at and what Slenderman has become, but it's right there in writing that it was created by a creative mind in 2009. So what are your guys' thoughts on, you know, how, how these characters had such a huge following and background to them now? Well, I think that you know, I think that they started with that whole hieroglyphics thing basically to make us think that there's some realism to this to add to the the scare factor. Just like, you know, like uh, the Blair Witch Project. You know, that thing got so crazy huge because people thought it was real. Mm-hmm. And once word got out it wasn't real, well, it was still a good movie, people thought, but they were like, oh, okay. And then next thing you know, the whole Bell Witch took off from that. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, oh, that's what it really came from. 
So I think people are trying to make a connection to make something real to add to that scare factor. And, and then I believe that this is where the demonic influence comes in, uh, the powers and principalities to touch the, you know, whatever they do with social media and whatnot to get this thing going because it's working for them. And they, you know, they have that goal to bring more darkness into the world. So I think that's somehow they influence it. They fan it in a way. I don't know how, but they do. So you think they kind of just take it on themselves to take on these per- portrayals after these characters are created? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I do. I mean, to an extent. I mean, right. obviously you got people who in general just they're work feeding on those into sites it. Yeah. and they love darkness, so they're going to adhere to it. And, and the world's become a darker place in general. I mean, if you take, um, you know, um, what's his name's book? From about Cthulhu, who was in the uh, like, the Call of Cthulhu by yeah. H.P. Lovecraft. Yeah, right. In 1928, I mean, he only had a book to go on, and if you look at his original sketch, it was more of like a, a sea creature, octopus kind of thing. Mm. But now, is this you, a spaghetti guy? No, not the spaghetti guy. <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the, the pictures of Cthulhu recently, they've morphed him already into like this demonic creature, mm. but that's not what it started at. Right. So I think, I think people's hearts and minds being more dark morph it into something well, everything more has, demonic. Everything has morphed over time, whether it be Santa Claus or whatever. Everything changes over time. But and, now it's more demonic because yes, our demonic work. demonic and mean and cruel and, and fiery and err. And err. All the descriptions. <laughs> well, and... The one thing about Cthulhu specifically is, and this is from from the story, uh, Cthulhu was supposed to be a high priest of the great old ones, an unnatural alien beings who ruled the earth before humanity formed and then were worshipped as God by some misguided people. It is said that they will return, causing worldwide insanity and mindless violence before finally displacing humanity forever. Now, from... A, a standpoint of you know having a a Christian faith that sounds very eerily familiar to things that are said in the Bible as well as what's happening now today. Where I mean th- this world is freaking crazy, and yeah. there it has become mindless violence. And not to get on a soapbox again about it, but I mean there's the whole thing happening here in North Dakota with the the Dapple pipeline. Um, and the Native American people here, and it's, I'm a firm believer that it's gonna get to the point that they're gonna create this into a false flag event. But my point in bringing that up is, there is mindless violence happening right here and now in the state I live in, as well as around the world. There's only like three people in your straight state too, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're we're kind of spread out, but yeah, it's just we a couple. We only got seven, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's more. But yeah, it, it sounds like prophecy. But then also, if you look back to when it was written in early 1900s, I mean, the Bible did have a prominence, right? You know, part in people's lives. So I think you know, a lot of these stories come from the Bible. They're all they're all. We we can take so many different attributes of good and evil and bad, and, and it's just distorted from the truth and used. Yeah. I mean, this whole thing starts, I mean, all evil derives from the same point in time, yet now look where it is now. We all started off with with the serpent in the the garden, and now look where we're at. So it all comes from the same place. Well, and... I know, I was there. (laughs) (laughs) That's how old you are, yeah. Um, (laughs) That's how wise I am, watching the light. Well, I don't know how wise and old kind of interchangeable, but um, <laughs> one thing that Eric has, and he's he said this to me a couple times, that a lot of people believe that there is no original story any, anymore. Anybody who comes up with a story is kind of deriving from somebody else's, and that is, yeah. to a sense, is kind of true. Um, so it's kind of interesting that you, you brought that up, that, I mean, to to even greater extent, like you said, Scott, a lot of stuff can go all the way back to one of the most ancient writings of all time. So, yeah, and I, I think too that you know you also have when people people come up with all this you know creativity and then they pick and choose other people's work. I think what happens is, and I mean, I'm probably reaching here, 
But in my personal sense, when I've seen, let's say, someone on a case we were doing, and she was in her journal writing pages for a book that she was going to put together, which never happened, but each page of her, this was um, the police in, in Michigan. Okay. Okay, so she was, in her book, she would take certain things from horror movies that she saw, but she put her own characters in there. And from that, right. she came up with her own character and drew this picture, and it was very demonic. And if you do research, you could look back on, let's say, a past god from the Egyptians where she got, and she didn't know anything about that. So I think that spiritually, it's all, like Scott said, it's all so it connected. Cow? It wasn't a cow. It was an evil cow, yeah. Oh, or like a frog or something? Yeah, no. Evil frog? Egyptians had frogs. I know, they had bad frogs. Yeah. They, they leaped around everywhere. They had a lot of things. They yeah. were afraid flies. of cats. They had flies. Yep. They, they had cats. Flies. They had flies, right? They had jackals, right. yeah. Yep. And wasn't Beelzebub or something the Lord of the Flies yeah. or something? <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and, and I think what happens is that's almost like calling on spirits when you're doing that. So you don't know what kind of spirits are coming to, again, fan your your thoughts and your, you know, because you're opening yourself up to those things. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I mean, it's been like this literally since the beginning of time. Well, since the fall, I should say. And you notice, like, throughout the Bible, Isaiah, I've been reading Isaiah lately. And in the book of Isaiah, uh, Isaiah talks about the men and women who will take pieces of wood, uh, just random pieces of wood for fire, and whatever they have left over, they'll sit it up on an altar and then start praising it. It's nothing but a block of wood, but they worship it. Even though it has absolutely no deity to it whatsoever, it can't hear them, it can't respond to them, it can't do anything for them. It's just a piece of wood. And basically, what we're seeing nowadays is people doing the same exact thing. Just their pieces of wood happen to be other stories, and they're manipulating those stories to make them something more of their own. We've seen it in uh, uh, New Orleans witchcraft and voodoo. You know, it used to be a Hindu practice. Uh, known as hoodoo, but when it came to America, they started splicing voodoo with Catholicism. And now if you go down to New Orleans, you see Jesus on the cross, but there's demonic faces surrounding him at the same time, and they use that on their altars when they're doing their voodoo uh, practices. Hmm. Uh, And what's interesting, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I was going to say, like Santeria. That's basically Mm -hmm. what they practice now. Right, voodoo and and Catholicism, right? Right. Yeah. 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 and one thing I want to bring up, I want to read this. Uh, it's actually from a guy who, his real name is Derek Bishaw. I don't know if you guys have heard of him, but he goes by Venger Satanis. And he developed a religion known as the Cult of Cthulhu. Now, there's a number of Cult of Cthulhu's out there, but this one is a legally recognized religion in the United States. Uh, it was established in 2008, and he's known as the High Priest, and he wrote the Cult of Cthulhu Bible. And I just want to read a little ex- excerpt of what exactly this religion is all about. Just got to give you guys this idea of the twist. Uh, he said, the cult of Cthulhu shall never die. It's untenable. It's untenable spirit, unearthly, and of course, is spreading far and wide through the matrix- matrix-esque reality program that we are immersed in. As you read these words, try to wake up from the illusions surrounding you. Cthulhu cult is the interrogation integration of H.P. Lovecraft's Cthulhu mythos, Satanism, chaos magic, the fourth way, and other left-handed path traditions. It is also the fruition of my special plan to see the world's flaws, to understand why they exist, and then finally to overcome them. Years ago, I knew that humanity was on the wrong track, and the horrid green tome corrects the mistake of man. Before us rushes a new flood of reason. When the old ones return, this world shall shall drown before their might. The ordinary, everyday reality we believe in does not exist. Many human beings already sense this truth, but only the most blasphemous of black magicians can use it to their advantage. Cthulhu caught reveals this loathsome knowledge to any and all who wish to absorb our cryptic blasphemous truth. Well, could you repeat that? <laughs> <sighs> You're killing me, Scott. What was the second thing you said? <laughs> it was right after and. Yeah. And the. Uh, I, I was taking a drink and then this my ears popped. Flying over by me and I got distracted and I 
You get distracted pretty easily, Scott. I've come to understand this about you. That's pretty deep and pretty dark. I mean, that goes beyond creativity to me. That goes, that's in a, a, a passion. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Oof. Well, well I mean. It's in the voice. <laughs> Words of man destroys that flesh. <laughs> oh, my. This kind of goes along the, the lines of the Slenderman murder case or stabbing case that, in a sense, these little girls went to worship Slenderman and almost made it like a religious, uh, what would you call it, right to to get into the good graces of Slenderman to kill their friend. And it goes along the same lines as them creating an actual religion based on Cthulhu. And you know, for them to go as far as they did, I mean, I, we have to look, for them to do all that they did and to go to the extremes that they did, Yeah, they believed this thing. Right. They believed it. And this, and this, this other girl that was the victim... You know, they were friends. Yeah, they were good friends. She said this it was actually this the only friend she had. Yeah, this wasn't an enemy thing where, like, you could say, oh, well, there was a hatred going on, and that's why they did it. This is like, they must have really believed it. And they didn't stab, you know, the victim once or twice, 19 times. Right. That tells you there was some sincerity in what they were doing. Right. And well, so, to go that far, you're going to have to have a little... You know, back up. You're going to have to believe, really believe in something to have action behind it. Yeah. Right. Well, what's interesting is what they did kind of goes along the lines of exactly what was written in Victor Serge's first uh, meme with Slenderman. And the first post ever was of a photo of two children that were haunted by, you know, a tall, shadowy figure with tentacle arms. Uh, but underneath it, it had blocks of words or text. And the text said, we didn't want to go... We didn't want to kill them, but it's persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. It's really, yeah, it's really interesting that this text would line up so, so well with the actual attempted murder of this little girl. Uh, and, And I wonder if after seeing all of this, you know, all these pictures and all the different stories and then reading this particular text, something demonic didn't start to influence at least one of the girls, whether in their sleep or whatever, they started seeing visions and they became horrified by it, but at the same time found some kind of comfort in knowing, hey, if it's just this scary and we go and kill this girl like it's telling us to do, maybe it'll protect us the rest of our lives. And they did that too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, they were, they were, they had notebooks and stuff with sketches and half the sketches look like they feared Slenderman because mm-hmm. they would draw pictures of like what would be their faces with X's on them and say, no eyes, um, stop me from hearing the voices, um, take him away. And then you had the other half, which was, I mean, they were mutilating Barbie dolls to practice. Barbie deserves it. <laughs> with that body, she does. It's she so does. unnatural. <laughs> but um, She's a plastic head anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But and then and then in the notebook they would have things. Melt her down and you just got another Coke bottle. It's <laughs> one way to look at it, Scott. Yes. You know that hair ain't real either. I don't want to talk about Barbie. Oh, just saying. I know. A, a whole nother character that has a whole nother mythological background that we don't want to get into today. That's right. I, amen. Too many Why guys is it always about, about you guys? What about me? <laughs> but you know, and I think I think what happened with that was. Whatever they were doing prior to this opened that door. And, you know, um, in Matthew 6, 22, it says that the eye is the lamp of the body. And when the eye is focused on God, the whole body is full of light. So if you are not focused on good things and you leave yourself open to dark things, what is your whole body going to be full of? So there, there is a mental illness there, but I think it's a spiritual illness. And the mental illness is the effect of you know, the spiritual oppression. Mm-hmm. So in that particular case, I think that's what happened because when you watch the um the police interviews, when they were actually interviewing her, um, brought her in from this murder or the stabbing, she's talking like a twelve year old girl, but then there were some questions and if you see it and you hear it, her voice and her face changes. Her voice she becomes like um I, I want to say like numb looking and her voice gets real low when she answers and she just becomes blank. And she's like because I had to. It's just, 
I don't even know how to explain it. But I, I definitely think that the, in that case there was a spiritual influence. If it started out that way, I don't know, but it definitely ended up that way. But you have you have a family here, and you, you told me yourself that that the parents and stuff, you know, they practiced all this stuff and, right. and looked all this stuff. You know, for these children didn't have anything to compare to. We live in a society today in a time period where there isn't a choice between light and dark. You've taken God completely out of the churches. You've taken the Ten Commandments down. You've gotten rid of the word Jesus just about everywhere you can. You can't even say Merry Christmas anymore. And so now you have society growing up that only sees dark. You only see visions of dark. You see gray. You see dark, dark. You see, you know, brown. But you don't see light anymore. And that's why these characters right. like Cthulhu and, and Slenderman have grown. They've grown. Because that's what people are... You know, I, I think that people are, are really, truly seeking some kind of spiritual connection. And if you're not giving God as an option, they're going to go to what is present, and it, that is you're demonic. You're absolutely right. You look back at all of society and all of history, a time period, whether they be the Native Americans here in the United States or whatever, it, they all had gods of some sort. They always had a deity that they looked up to. Now... They looked at a positive. Now you live in a society that only shows negatives, so they're going to have negative negative deities or negative things that they're going to bow down. We somehow in our spiritual minds and bodies, we have the need and the desire to answer to somebody right. spiritually. Spiritually, yeah, right. It's not you, Eric. <laughs> Darn it. I I've thought you just pretty cool. You're only all, all you know. We just see your little face on the screen here, and all you do is just sit there and smile. <laughs> that's all you do. Yeah, you just smile. sit there, just nonstop, never blink, <laughs> nothing. That could just, be why we have mostly what? female listeners this week. <laughs> oh. you know. All right, hey, that's what I, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> In in the research that you guys did for the the stabbing case, was it one girl that kind of influenced the other one, or did they both kind of look into it together? The the Slender Man. What do you know about that part? Well, Morgan was you know she was the one that was really into Slender Man. Kingpin. She, <laughs> yeah, she was the kingpin, and she did lure her friend Anissa in. Lure. Um, and then they sort of did stuff together. Okay. Um, but it was Morgan that sort of headed it all out. And, and actually she was the one when, when the actual stabbing took place in the woods, Anissa sort of backed off and didn't want to do it. And Morgan, um, by her own words, her own testimony said that, that she was pushing Anissa to do it. So she was, you know, go ahead, get her, get her, you do it, stab her. So she, even though she was the one that started all this, she pushed her friend to stab their third friend. So it could have been she was being afflicted first. Right. And probably um, Anissa probably wasn't being afflicted as much if she was wanting to back out of it because, in, in my opinion, I mean, yes, there probably was some influence there because she did say, okay, you know, I'll do this. But... um when you back out last minute, that that demon must not have that much hold on you. <clears throat> I agree. And it was Morgan's family, or I should say her right. parents, that were very, they were into some dark things. So I, I could see where that all stemmed. And, and you know, like, you know, when you, you are who you spend time with. When you spend time with somebody, you do get affected. I mean, you can have, you can have a friend who's spiritually affected and it bother you. As soon as you go home, it's sort of like, Shakes off, mm-hmm. but if you're around, shake it off. Shake it off, like Taylor. <laughs> yeah, just shake it off. <laughs> but oh if gosh. you're constantly with that person, I can't do this. <laughs> you guys, you should see Scott. Case. You should see Scott. He's like, he's actually doing Taylor Swift moves right now, and I can't talk about demons when he's doing Taylor Swift. You should shake it off. Just <laughs> work with me, people. So hey, this is a serious case. Come on, I'm trying. Come on, come on. lock and low here. Let's let's, let's get together. <laughs> So, yeah, that's my point. (laughs) You guys wanted them. Yeah, you reminded me. Just remember that. When you go into your editing for the next 12 hours trying to straighten this mess out, you know, you can just remember, we want Scott. Well, careful what you ask for because you might just get what you need. Oh, Lord. (laughs) 
Uh, Eric, did you, Eric, did you hear? Did you watch, listen to our show last night? Can we talk about no. the fact that I want my own dressing room? Uh. <laughs> now you know why. I have well, not had a chance to listen to, to to episodes yet. I've been very far behind. That's, that's okay. You don't need to listen to <laughs> Scott wanting his own dress room in his little busy This bed. is why unions were formed. <laughs> well, see, then we just need to form the very first podcast union. There you go. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Fall on you, I'll Scott. Care of you guys. Don't you worry about thing, huh? I didn't say the very first podcast mafia. I said union. <laughs> yeah, they're one and the same, my friend. <laughs> The guy deserves what he got. <laughs> All right, let's oh, get serious now. Well, um, okay, I just wiped off the silly face. I'm on. I'm, I'm uh, like back in I'm like serious. Rock right gotcha. now. I'm like I'm so <clears throat> solid. All right. <laughs> so, Eric, what what are your kind of thoughts on the more so the Slender Man? Because I mean, obviously, Cthulhu has a religion behind him. That's how he's kind of gaining power now. So, so what's your question? What What are your thoughts on how Slenderman has been coming like oh, this I, more I powerful c- creature than just a, yeah. a fictional character? <clears throat> well, I mean, I think Scott and Heidi both really kind of nail put the nail in the yeah. coffin. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, when you look at television today and movies, there's a lot of horror films that come out, especially now that we're in October. A lot are going to be coming mm-hmm. out over the next month. Uh, and people just love horror films. Uh, and it, there, there's a reason behind it. It's a psychological reason behind it. It makes us feel alive. We're always anticipating that next jump scare, uh, the next horror shot or whatever. It makes our heart uh, start thumping and, you know, really gives us that adrenaline rush that we need. And I think that's part of the reason why something like Slenderman is starting to gain more ground because if people are constantly looking for that next adrenaline rush. And I know there's been times for me, you know, when I start doing research on certain creatures or demonic things in particular, sometimes I'll be laying in my bed in the middle of the night and I hear a noise. And what happens? You know, I, I start to second guess myself and think much further on beyond the box than I should. And I'm like, oh, what is that? You know, what's yeah. here? So on and so forth from my experiences. Um, but, you know, it's the Internet is a crazy thing. You and I, any of us could type a single sentence, press enter, and it'll travel throughout the world in a matter of a second, mm-hmm. you know? And with the, because of that, I think a lot of these stories are gaining a lot of publicity in areas in which God really isn't part of the society, you know? Especially when you're thinking of more, uh, Eastern countries, mm-hmm. uh, and countries that just, uh, like Muslim countries, for example, who will are completely against God and the Bible. Uh, a lot of people are starting to see, oh, Christianity is a bad thing. Even here in America, people are starting to see Christianity is a bad thing because there's so many. Uh, I, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? So many uh, variations. Well, there are yeah, there's so many variations, but the, the ones that the ones that are just really they're loud, you know, and they speak. Okay. You know, judgmental, judgment. Yeah, right. you know, they're judgmental. They're uh, they got bigger mouths, so you hear them more. Right, the radical, the radicals. Yeah, that's, I was what, I'm, say. that's <laughs> what I'm thinking of. The radical Christians that you know are very Old Testament and could care less about the New Testament. The ones who are constantly saying, "Oh, well, gay people need to burn in hell," you know, and they don't show any love or forgiveness or anything like that. They don't show the true love of Christ and show friendship. Instead, they want to condemn and judge. And unfortunately, that's what the world sees Christianity as. And so people are quick to just throw God under the bus and say, well, screw that. We want to be somewhere where we're accepted. And where else in somewhere like Slenderman, where the world is starting to really understand and enjoy these stories? Um, and so many other just, you know, fictional works like Cthulhu right. or a vampire. Some people believe in vampires, but... It's a fact vampires don't exist and never did, and yet people believe in them. So, Well, you and I both talked about this last episode as well, that a lot of people see Christianity as a religion, So, and a lot of people are 
cutting themselves off of religion. And that's a lot of religions, not just Christianity. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that are becoming straight-up atheists now, not believing that there's anything after this. And, um, you know, at one point I was there until, you know, I was brought back into into the light. And, you know, I see a lot of stuff today that, you know, I have to say to myself, there. I mean, there's no way that this is just coincidence. There's no way that this was created just randomly out of nowhere. Um, but, yeah, like we talked about last week, it's it's becoming to the point where people are just shying away from, from everything. And even more so Christianity because there are radicals that are out there doing things and, and making it harder for people to be a part of Christianity. I have um, many things to say on this. <laughs> oh, boy. Let, let's keep it to the serious ones, please. All right, I actually will. Um, you know, you're seeing the rise of basically all false beliefs, and you're going to continue to see this. Now, I'm talking in, in any angle you want to pick, you know, whether it's it, it's a lukewarm Christian or, or whatever it is, you're going to continue to see the rise of all false beliefs. And... You know, there are some true Christians, and i got to tell you, that group's a lot smaller than you think it is, mm-hmm. that are going to to appear to be very strange and weird, because um, if we are practicing what God teaches us in his word, you're not going to fit into the norm at all, at all. Right. And so, yeah, many people are going to turn away from even any form of Christianity, because it's it's watered down, and some people see right through it. They don't have to be knowledgeable of the Word of God to go to individual churches and say, you know, I don't know what you guys are practicing here but and what you're teaching, but some of this just doesn't make sense. And so, like you guys were saying, you know, you're seeing this or that. You're just going to continue to see this. Anything that takes them away from the fullness of God is what the adversary is about, any aspect of it. it you know, I, I use this correlation in my Bible studies when I teach them, you know, you've got two men running towards a a boat trying to make the boat. Well, the one guy hasn't even left the house yet. Right. The other guy is running his butt off, running down the, you know, the docks and trying to get to it, and he misses that boat by just a little tiny bit, and, then, and it departs. And then I say, who missed the boat? Well, they both did. They both missed the boat. It doesn't matter whether you even tried. You're either going to make it or you're not going to make it. And so it, anything that's going to get us off course to get our ways off of this earth into heaven, if you will, it's it's what it's going to be about. All aspects of any watered-down religions of any aspect, you're going to continue to see it, whether it be a slender man, whether it be some form of Catholicism or some form of Buddhist. Or, it doesn't matter what it is. It's going to keep you away. And I think in the case of media, too, media just, we were just talking about this the other day, they fuel all negativity. And mm. they're only giving people what they want. Right. So people are blaming it on media, but if you have two separate posts that are coming through, let's say on Facebook, and one is like a real bad post, and one is, oh, sweet, happy puppies, yeah, you're going to get some on the happy puppies, but more people are, are watching the other one. Mm, right. So you, you get you get what you ask for. Right. Right. So, you, you know, you, so I think you that's why it's grown. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the foods that we eat, everything, everything is about supply and demand. So people can keep demanding the wrong things, they're going to keep getting it. And with Cthulhu, I mean, you only had at that time a book. And, you know, we didn't have the resources, or they didn't have the resources back then that we do now. So that's why Slenderman has grown so much. And, you know, just now, just talking about Cthulhu here, I mean, that could just spark some interest here and there, a little bit there. Next, you know, we got movies going, and people will tie it into stuff that wasn't even present. You know what I'm saying? Right. Well, they, they've already got a Slenderman movie in the works. It's coming, so. Of course. There's always money involved. It's the root yeah. of all evil. Mm-hmm. Well, love. What? Love of the money. Love. Of the money no. is the root. <laughs> I, for a moment, I thought she was saying love is the root of all evil. Hey! <laughs> hey! Get, get off the radio. <laughs> Not me! I'm This is why I'm on my own show. This is the joke you're doing, and I don't... I, I, that's like eric when we first started always that's it i quit i'm done (laughs) (laughs) all right well 
All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and take our second and last break of the evening. We are talking with Scott and Heidi Linden. We will be right back after Justin's Paranormal Headlines. And now, Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. How's it going, Parafans? Justin here with your Paranormal Headlines, and these headlines are from unexplainedmysteries.com. Lost Raphael Masterpiece Found in Scotland A painting believed to be the work of Italian painter Raphael has been found in an 18th century home. It's not every day that you come across a lost masterpiece by a renowned Italian Renaissance artist, yet this is exactly what happened to a historian, Bender Grasvener, recently when he visited Haddo House in Aberdeenshire, Scotland, to look at an old painting as part of a new BBC television series. A composition of the Madonna, the painting was found tucked away in a corner of an upstairs room. Grosvenor's research revealed that it had been purchased back in the 19th century as an original Raphael, but was later downgraded in status and valued at just 20 pounds after being misidentified as a copy attributed to Italian artist Innocenzo Frenicui da Amilo. As a genuine Raphael, however, the painting is now thought to be worth more than 20 million pounds. I thought, crikey, it looks like a Raphael, said Grasswinner. It was very dirty under old varnish, which goes yellow. Being an anorak, I go round houses like this with binoculars and torches. If I hadn't done that, I'd probably have walked past it. Toyota unveils miniature companion robot. Kirobo Mini is designed to act a lot like a small child and is intended to help keep people company. Standing at 10 centimeters tall with the alleged intellectual capacity of a 5-year-old, this cute little companion robot is being aimed at people who are lonely and could use a new friend. Equipped with a camera, a microphone, and a Bluetooth connection, Kirobi Mini is capable of establishing an emotional connection with its owner and can interact with them on a daily basis. Toyota has been making cars that have a lot of valuable uses, said General Manager Fuminori Kotako, but this time we're just pushing emotional value. He wobbles a bit, and this is and this is meant to emulate a seated baby, which hasn't fully developed the skills to balance itself. This vulnerability is meant to invoke an emotional connection. The new robot is expected to go on sale sometime next year for around $400. And this has been Justin with your Paranormal Headlines. This was a segment of Paratruth Radio's Paranormal Headlines. What's up, folks? Welcome back to Paratruth Radio. My name is Eric. And I'm Justin. And we are speaking with Scott and Heidi Linden of Talk Supernatural about Slenderman and Cthulhu. Well. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a heck of an episode, that's for sure. (laughs) What I was thinking, too, is, you know, you got we're talking about how these things just sort of, like, increase. Look at this whole clown thing that's going on. Right. I mean, That's just been sure. way out of hand. I mean, it's going to get. Not that, I think it's going to get a lot worse. Too. I mean, some people are always afraid of clowns, and clowns to right. me were always sort of weird. But I'm just saying that you got one one thing that happens, and now it's just taken off, and media feels that too. And you feel that why do I need to know about a very small incident that happens in another state, and have it make such big headline news here in my state? I mean, it's right. it's kind of like that whole in, instilling of fear in everybody. And, and spreading this. Now you have copycats everywhere. Right. Right. Well, and now here's the thing about that, because I know there's some question lately as to whether or not they're actually copycats or if it's some kind of ploy by the filmmakers of the uh, reinstallment of It that's coming up. That's uh, what I was thinking early on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So What's It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I I said that long time ago when that first started happening, um, you know, because it happened up here in Green Bay, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, that movie's coming out. You never know what they're going to do, and then people are dumb enough to just take off with it. You know, mm-hmm. now you've got hoaxes, you've got someone who's dead. 
I mean, yeah. it's crazy. Well, I don't want anybody linking it to Pure Truth Radio. Just because we had Ben Radford on to talk about evil clowns does not mean we started this little <laughs> craze that's going on here. Good going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we are getting close to the end of the show. So, uh, as always, we wanted to give it to you and let everybody know where they can find you. If anything new is going on for you guys, it's all yours. Um, well, if you want, you can find us at tsradio.net. We broadcast live every Friday night. And uh, right now, our, our actual our SWAT website is out for construction, so you'll have to wait on that. You can find me in the driveway. Uh, Monday through Friday working, um, early Saturday morning, maybe out to breakfast or in the shower. Um, I don't want to find you in the shower. I'm sorry, guys. It's just not part of my day. I'm giving you information. You know, not everybody has a schedule that you guys do. They they don't know where I'm at. So So our central place to get a hold of us would be tsradio.net. And uh, everywhere else you can find us from there. Or just, yeah, you, Scott, come here, you know. Do that too. Thank God for editing. <laughs> and uh, Heidi, I did want to give you a chance for you to plug the the second edition of your book and where they can find that as well. Oh, my book is called Daughter of Siva, and it's by my pen name Taylor Thomas. So don't look for Heidi Linden anymore. Um, and you can find that at imtaylorthomas.com. Awesome, awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank you for so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to talk to us about this very odd and peculiar thing that's going on right now in our society and our world. Uh, but we will let you guys go, and hopefully sometime soon we will have you back on again. Thanks for having us, you guys, and putting up with us. Thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lo- Scott, I just have to say this on air. I love the, the newscaster voice. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. I really do. <laughs> Or you could call it like a superhero, like fake superhero. Well, that's, kind of a <laughs> that's a given, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You have yourself a good night. You guys, too. Take care. Bye-bye. See you. All right, folks. That was Scott and Heidi from Talk Supernatural. They've been on before. You guys should know them pretty well by now. Uh, so, yeah, um, pretty interesting stuff. What are any final thoughts from you? I don't really have any final thoughts. I mean, I think we kind of just covered everything in most kind Uh Anything more I think would be over, go a little overboard uh, and even turn negative. So, yeah. <laughs> well, well one- it's true. I mean, some things, you know, not everything, but some things you talk too much about a certain topic, you can kind of drag it on too long well, and yeah. then it's no longer, you know. Yeah. So And you yeah, don't want to bring that on yourself either because there right. are obviously spiritual things at work here. Um, right. One thing that I do, I, I honestly want to encourage everybody, do not buy into this Slender Man and Cthulhu stuff that's going on. I mean, it, it's... These these are fictional characters, guys. These are fictional characters. It's a proven fact that these are fictional characters. Mm-hmm. So please think of them as nothing more than fictional characters. Um, so that's all we got on Cthulhu and Slenderman. I, like I said, I did want to touch base on this because these are fictional characters that have kind of sprung to life on their own. Uh, but until next week, uh, next week we've got on Jim Harold. He's actually got several podcasts. Uh, he's actually a fellow Ohioan of, uh, Eric and I's, and he's written, uh, several books, uh, called True Ghost, uh, True Campfire Stories or some, something to that effect. I will get the actual titles for you guys soon. Um, but, uh, looking forward to that. I've listened to his podcast several times, uh, until next week, folks, though, where you will find the same time. Same channel. My name is Justin. And I'm Eric. Peace. If you enjoyed this episode of Paratruth Radio and you would like to listen to it again or are interested in listening to any of our past episodes, then you can listen to them on HD at our website, paratruthradio.com. And you can also find us at Stitcher, Blueberry, TuneIn, iTunes, Spreaker, and YouTube. And of course, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter 
for brand new updates of our show every day. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Alright, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) (laughs) Right.